Welcome to Erotically Neurotic, a sexy book club podcast. Join us as we take a deep dive into the world of romance and erotic fiction and have candid and hilarious conversations about sex, sexuality, and hidden fantasies. Please note that each of our episodes will contain explicit content and language and lots of spoilers, so please listen at your own discretion. Now grab your books and vibrators and welcome to the club. Hello. Hello. How are you? Welcome to episode six (laughs) of Erotically Neurotic, a sexy book club podcast. I'm Amanda. I'm Kayla. Not to ignore your question, how am I? I'm good. Yeah. I'm nervous for our episode. I know. I'm a little little nervous as well. Do you want to explain why we're both feeling a little nervous? So for all of you that listened last episode, Amanda said, I feel like we should read a book that we don't really like. So that we don't always have good ratings. And I said, why would we do that? Well, lo and behold, <laughs> we did that. The universe delivered. <laughs> the universe delivered Amanda's Witch, which was to read um, what I would classify as one of the worst books I've ever read in my life. Okay, I feel like I need, for my own sense of self, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to say, I am not interested in shitting on anyone's art. If, I mean, okay, truly, I've never written a book. I have no idea how how difficult it is to... I can only imagine how difficult it is to write a book, right? The commitment, the dedication, the sacrifice to do this. So there's a part of me that feels so horrible about what we're about to do. But we can't not talk about this book. No. The whole point of this podcast is to give our honest opinions about these books. And you certainly don't have to share our opinion. Yeah. But... I have almost never struggled to get through a book, and this was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Yeah, (laughs) It was horrible, and this is not any sort of, like, kink shaming at all. Mm -mm. It has nothing to do with that. It's the actual writing was horrendous. But you know what? We're (laughs) going to get there. We're going to get there. We're supposed to start with our rose and thorns, but just wanted to give you an update as to the trepidation we're feeling to record. This is going to be rough. It's going to be It's going to be rough, but also really passionate. Possibly the most passionate we've ever been. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) But our rose and thorn, guys, we are going to share our rose today. Uh It's a very exciting rose. J.L. Seegers, the author of the book Restore Me from a few podcast episodes ago, uh, she responded to our Instagram comment, and she said she was looking forward to listening to our podcast episode. So cue fangirl fainting. <laughs> Can't believe that's happening. Yeah. Really hope that she will give us some feedback and that we, you know, do right by her. I know. We, we feel like we did, considering so. how much we loved the book. Yeah, I mean, of course, we immediately pop the episode back open. We're, like, re-editing everything. I know, like, it has like, to be, It's like when guests are coming to your house. You're like, everything has to be just so. Yes, exactly. But yeah. huge Rose, we can't believe Ugh. that she uh, not only noticed our comment, but then took the time to say that she was going to listen. Like, yeah, what an what? honor. What an honor. Yeah. So that's our Rose. That's a good Rose. And the thorn is this book. <laughs> <laughs> this book that we're about to do today, Rush by Maya Banks. Um what a what a thorn yeah so I'll, I'll do my rose and thorn my rose is i forgot i think i told you this 
But I don't know if I mentioned it in the last podcast that I got Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, yes. In France next June. Oh. I had come to terms with the fact that I would not get to see Taylor Swift during her Eras tour, and I, like, really, it was hard to accept that. And it just broke my heart every time I saw all your fucking pictures from, <laughs> from these concerts. Oh, I went to Denver. Oh, I went to California. Look at my bracelets. Fuck all y'all. But now <laughs> I get to go and I get to take pictures. And, and in France. Feel bad. And in France. Yes, I didn't want to spend $1,200 to go see her in Denver, but now I'm going to spend five grand to go see her in France. Worth the it. Math. It checks. It I'm checks. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> so that's my big rose. Okay. Um, my thorn is this fucking book. <laughs> Specifically... Last night, my husband and I got into, like, a little tiff, you know, as, as couples do. And I, all I wanted to do was, like, read a book and, and escape into it. And so I'm in a shit mood because of the tiff. I go open this book, and I almost screamed and threw my Kindle across it. Like, <laughs> I couldn't escape. It was so terrible. So I had my feelings about the argument, and then I had my feelings about this book, and I just, like, was a ball of tension going to sleep. Yeah. You know... If you've caught on, usually each episode we switch off for who does the synopsis, Mm -hmm. who does the questions. But this week, we (laughs) didn't. I'm doing the synopsis because Amanda had to quit. Oh, yeah. Amanda had to just quit the book. It just wasn't happening. How long do you, how far do you think I made it? I know the percentage on my Kindle. 70%. 40. Oh, no. Here's the sad guy. Here's the sad thing, guys. You miss nothing. <laughs> that forty percent was all you needed. Literally, nothing happens in this book. We have to get into it. Yeah, we do have to get into it. So, all that to say, you're going to read the synopsis because yes. we weren't even going to record tonight. No, but we were so hopped up on adrenaline and anger that we were like, "Yeah, we got to get this shit out." Exactly. The world needs to hear it. Here all we all twenty-two of you. Here we go. <laughs> so again, this is rushed by Maya Banks, and it's the first in the Breathless trilogy, but it can be read as a standalone as well. So, the main female character is named Mia, and the main male character is named Gabe, and it is a dual point of view book. Um, It's a little hard to gather that at first, though, because unlike most books (laughs) where it switches chapter by chapter, uh, this switches (laughs) paragraph by paragraph, (laughs) sometimes line by line, so... (laughs) Really keeps you on your toes. Really, really keeps you on your toes. Like, I was so fucking confused until I realized <laughs> that's what was going on. Yeah. All right, so here's some backstory for you. Gabe is a wealthy hotelier and real estate investor with his two best friends and business partners, Jace and Ash. He's 38 years old, and he's single after an ugly divorce where his ex-wife really threw him to the wolves in the media. Mia is the little sister to Gabe's business partner, Jace, and she's known Gabe and Ash since she was in high school, since they are all 14 years older than her. She's always had a crush on Gabe, although the author gives no detail as to why. (laughs) There's like Uh, even a part, if I can interrupt, please, where she says like, like, I really don't know why I didn't love Ace. Ace is beautiful and kind and has a great body and blah, blah, blah. But nope, I loved Gabe. And then next paragraph, literally. But why? But like zero interaction. Mm -hmm. Like there's, it's unbelievable. (laughs) Um, And wouldn't you know, Gabe has always been attracted to Mia, but because of the 14 year age difference (laughs) and friendship with her brother Jace, he's never acted on it. 
Dang statutory laws. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Meeting her at just 14 years oh, old. So close. <laughs> um, now cut to the brief plot of the book. That's the backstory. <laughs> Mia attends a business event thinking she's going to see her brother Jace, but Jace isn't there and she happens to run into Gabe. And in this moment, he decides now is the moment he must have her because she's just so beautiful and other guys are looking at her. <laughs> so he whisks her away to the balcony where he passionately kisses her. Then he tells her to meet him at his office tomorrow at 10 a.m. sharp and to leave. <laughs> so <laughs> literally she leaves, not knowing why she's going to his office the next morning, but she does. She goes, <laughs> Amanda just snorted. So she goes in the next morning and wouldn't you know, Gabe offers her a job as his personal assistant, AKA his sex object. He literally has a physical drawn up contract for her to read over that pretty much says he's going to own her, use her as he pleases, and that she will be compensated well, well protected, etc. And but like, okay, what you just said, yeah. compensated well, well protected, etc. <laughs> that was like the wording of the, re- no, the legal document. No, literally the word. There are no specifics. Zero specifics. It's just like, we're going to be doing a lot of sex stuff. You might be really uncomfortable with the sex stuff. It literally says, own I own you. Yeah. Also, I, the whole time I was like, how much is the compensation? Yes. Doesn't say. I want the specifics. And not surprised, Mia doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> she goes home and she reads it over and she's like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Let's do this. I have a few notes, but other than that, let's go. We're pretty good. We're pretty good. So she returns a few days later, and wouldn't you know it, she says yes. (laughs) Literally, you guys, the rest of this book is a series of sex scenes with some, like, sparse dialogue in between. Mm -hmm. It is sex scene after sex scene after sex scene. And if you know me, usually I like that. (laughs) Literally hated it. Bone dry. Bone dry. Yeah. Not one jolt from this book, which is un- Heard of. Yeah. Unheard of. So, wouldn't you know, Mia is somehow becoming emotionally attached to Gabe, and he's becoming attached to her even though he doesn't want to be. He's used to having contracts with any woman he has sex with ever since his wife, his ex-wife betrayed him and said all this stuff in the media about how things weren't consensual. So Mm -hmm. since then, he's always had this whole contract thing. Now, Mia's brother, Jace, has been out of town, so he has no idea that Mia is, quote, working for Gabe as his personal assistant at first. When he does find out, Gabe and Mia do a good job hiding the whole sex part of their relationship, and Jace decides, okay, fine, I guess it's it's okay for her to be his personal assistant, because one of my favorite things is, throughout the book, they say how wasted her <laughs> expertise and education is being used at this bakery. But, you know, it's no problem just being a sex slave. Right. Masked <laughs> under the, the disguise as a personal assistant. Yeah. Like, so, like, you went to grad school. You're not using any of your skills working for a legitimate company. Come <laughs> fuck me on my desk and don't wear underpants. Exactly. Literally, I, I wrote this quote down. The one thing she was glad of was that Gabe had made her see that she needed to do more than work at La Patisserie. Her education was going to waste because she was just too soft-hearted to quit working for Greg and Louisa. And maybe there was a part of her that was afraid to brave the business world. <laughs> it's I love it. Unbelievable. Books, this generic concept of business. Yeah. That like he's at his work doing business. When he talks about business with his other businessmen, business gets done. <laughs> like, yep. What business are we doing? Nothing. Oh, because then this is another quote from 
basically 10 pages later, she swallowed, a.k.a. we know what she's swallowing. And she says, she realized her job was a front, a means for Gabe to have her at his beck and call during work hours. But she hadn't quite counted on him wanting sex in the office. The idea of someone walking in on them made her want to crawl under the bed and hide. And I highlighted that and wrote, this is one of the reasons I'm not on board with this story and author. The storyline doesn't track. Don't talk about her using more of her degree to leave the bakery when even she admits it's a front for just like being a sex worker. Right. So. Which is fine. Which is fine. Could be a sex worker. No, but don't pretend like you're a personal assistant. Yeah. Okay. Back to the limited plot. So now suddenly Gabe and Mia go on a business trip to Paris and to prove to himself that he doesn't really have these strong feelings for Mia, he straps her down to a table to let three other men touch her that he was just really? in a meeting with. Oh, you missed Man, this. I bailed too early. Damn it. What happened at 60%? <laughs> Things don't go well. She says, Gabe, no. And so then he steps in to stop it and cue feeling very guilty over his actions. Um, as in the rest of the book, Mia forgives him in 1.5 seconds and relishes in the fact that Gabe must have real feelings for her other than just sex because she sees the pain and grief behind his eyes. Mm, those eyes, those soulful eyes. Those soulful eyes. So they decide they're going to tell Jason Ash about the relationship, but before they get the chance, both of them walk in on Mia tied up with Gabe spanking her, <laughs> which is a typical night. In his place. Um, Jace freaks. He starts beating up Gabe. Mia then tries to explain, like, this is consensual. Like, we're together. But Gabe is now so full of self-loathing that he tells Mia he doesn't want her leave. And so she does. Cut to a few days later. And they're both miserable. Gabe goes to Jace and tells him, I love her. I want to marry her. This is real. And Jace is like, oh, wow. Sounds good to me. Then Mia has the flu. And... (laughs) Gabe expertly plans his proposal to be uh, the day after she's recovered from the flu. Because well, so, otherwise that'd be pretty gross. He doesn't want to see her like that. Of course not. Yeah. So uh, Jace and Ash, who are now on board, whisk her to Rockefeller Center. They're like, oh, we're going to go see the tree. Surprise, surprise. Gabe makes a grand proposal to me at Rockefeller Center. And voila, happy ending to them. Why did he have to marry her? Why can't they just date? Why couldn't they just have a contractless, consensual relationship and see what that feels like? Amanda, you're asking for too much. <laughs> you are asking for too much. That is literally the whole book. I think more happens in the synopsis I just gave than in actually what I read. <laughs> Unbelievable. Does she keep her job or does she continue to be his sex worker? At this point, she doesn't have a job. I have no idea. <laughs> Well, she's a bit of a freeloader, so I wouldn't be surprised if she was just like, nope, you married me, I don't have to work now. Yeah, oh no, but during the proposal, she's like, oh, I want babies. Jeez. Because she realizes, she realizes, she's like, oh, I don't even know if he wants babies. So she says, I want babies. And someone in the crowd yells, give it to her, man. Whoa. And Gabe yells, I want babies too. Oh, God, these poor kids. And happily ever after <laughs> ensues. Horrifying. Um... So something I really want to point out is that when she talks to her brother, she says, hey, you. (laughs) And her brother says, hey, baby girl. You didn't get to any of the parts where Jace spoke to her? I think there was one phone conversation. You guys, every single time Jace talks to his sister, he says, hi, baby girl. And... uh, uh, uh. No, there was one phone call that I read because I remember... 
the phone was ringing and she turned to Gabe and mouthed, it's Chase. But I'm like, you didn't answer yet. Why are you whispering? And then she answered the phone. <laughs> She's a real brainiac. She's a real brainiac. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. If you have a brother that says to you, hi, baby girl. Yeah. And you answer him and you say, hey, you. Like, that's actually the sexiest thing I've heard about this book. Since. Honestly, you guys. I feel the tension. <laughs> that's giving me jolts now that, we're, <laughs> now that we're saying it to each other. <laughs> like, we're getting real Game of Thrones vibes. Yes. Which, again, would be interesting. And you know what? I have to say that's true. Mia and Jace had more chemistry than Mia and Gabe yeah. any fucking yeah. day. So, yeah, this is the worst book I've ever read. Um... <laughs> Again, nothing to do with any sort of kink or the sex. There was there was zero character development. Zero. No. I, I can't tell you one fact about Mia other than like she worked at a bakery. That's literally all I know right. about her. Right. I know she nothing. She part-time at a bakery for two to three hours during her shifts. Oh, yes. Exactly. And she still took a break. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm on my no, lunch wait, break. She worked two to three hours on like... A Saturday or a Sunday a week. That's as much character development as we know about Mia. We have no idea why she likes Gabe. No idea. No idea why Gabe likes Mia. Mm -hmm. Nothing about this makes any sense. And the only reason that makes me happy is because it once again proves I'm not like this broken sex addict that just wants sex scenes because it did nothing for me. Nothing. There was nothing there. And the author uses the strangest vernacular. She has the strangest writing. It makes no sense. She was switching between past and present tense. Every fucking paragraph. I didn't understand. Their point of views. It made no sense, you guys. No sense. Yeah. No point, sense. At one point, he's going down on her, and he's like, I need you to ask me prettily to keep going. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Prettily? Prettily? Terrible. What a bizarre... Can you imagine someone coming up from between your legs being like, Ask me prettily to make you come. <laughs> I'm like, like, can you spell that? <laughs> prettily? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it was terrible. Should we jump into the questions? Do it. Okay. Let's take a breath because we came in pretty hot. This might be the hardest one to answer. Oh no. What was your favorite sex scene and why? Why, Kayla? Why? <laughs> okay, so honestly, truly none of the sex scenes did anything for me at all. It was, it was sad. It was sad. I wanted them to do something for me. So keeping that in mind, but still having to choose, this is some office sex, which, you know, in theory is hot. Totally. In this book, it wasn't. But, you know, whatever. So he starts off with putting her on the desk and giving her oral sex. Fuck, that was the one I picked. Go on. I know it's the only decent one. It's the only decent one because we love when a guy goes down on a girl Mm -hmm. and, you know, she's on the desk, she's leaning back, legs spread. So I'm like, all right, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Except even this honestly makes me vom. He goes, (laughs) he goes, quote, lean back, he said in a softer tone. Brace your palms on my desk while I enjoy dessert. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. No. No. No, no. Yeah, um, I mean, that one had some, because it had some fingering, it had a little bit of edging, like it was, all in all, it was fine. It, it was fine. And he also says, you taste so damn sexy, I could eat your sweet pussy all afternoon. What does that mean, you taste sexy? I'm sorry, that's, no, it doesn't work. That, that, that doesn't work. That's not a word we use to that is not, taste. No, 
actually yeah. describe the taste. Don't tell me yeah. you taste sexy. That's such a fucking cop out. <laughs> so be more descriptive. Yeah. Oh no. Oh my god. Here's what she. Wait. This is exactly where he says it. Beg me, Mia. Ask me very prettily, and I'll let you come. <laughs> oh my god. It was that scene. <laughs> what does that? What does that mean? She says, Does she please, have to sing it? She says, please, Gabe, I need you. Let me come. Gabe says, who owns you? She says, I belong to you, Gabe. You own me. And Gabe says, and whose pussy is this I'm devouring? <laughs> Yours, she gasped, her entire body shaking now. Okay, so once again, see how we just switched? Like, was this not Mia point was this not Mia's point of view? Shouldn't it be like my body was shaking? But it says her entire body was shaking. It makes do they ever do it from first person point never. of view? Never. That's what it is. They never do first person point of oh, view. I see. It is so yeah. confusing. It's just like just like a really complex narrative. Can you tell how much <laughs> I enjoyed that favorite sex scene of mine? <laughs> Can you tell? Yeah. Can I read the, the other note that I found? Please. Well, it just said, you're not that big, relax. And I remembered what the scene was. What? <laughs> she like even negs him in the in the book. At one point he like He's like fucking her and he goes like all the way to the hilt, if you will. That's how these authors like to describe it. To the hilt. And I guess she makes a face and he goes, am I too big for you? And she goes, (laughs) no. (laughs) That's unbelievable. She just like shoots No, you're not. (laughs) Oh God. I loved it so much. Uh, I wrote, this was, this was needed to be said. This is another scene. His mouth crashed down over hers, hard, heated, and demanding. And oh God, but she loved it. His tongue pushed inward, hot and sensual, gliding over hers as he licked playfully at the roof of her mouth. Ew. I'm not kidding. I immediately stopped and rubbed my tongue to the roof of my mouth to see what this felt like. And it tickled and it was terrible. And I just wrote, what the fuck, this tickles. My note for that exact thing was, sorry, what? <laughs> Can you imagine the position your mouth has to be in to lick the top of someone else's mouth? And that's the like, most unsexy thing I've ever experienced no, just given to me by my own self. I was like, this is terrible. Don't lick the roof of my mouth. No, and like the f- the flexing of that tongue would be like <laughs> stiff and strange. Honestly, so, so awful. Yeah. Also, did you notice, like, there were, I don't know which one came first, Fifty Shades of Grey or this book. I'm willing to bet it was Fifty Shades of Grey. In some of the sex scenes, especially in the beginning, there was this mirroring of this book where they would have sex and Mia would be so overwhelmed with pleasure that he would have to, like, lift up her body and take her to the bedroom. And, and that happened Every in time. Fifty Shades, which I'm not, I'm certainly not going to defend Fifty Shades because that book's atrocious. But... It, that was preceded by like pretty vigorous BDSM stuff, like tying her up, whipping her, giving her multiple orgasms over and over again. So it kind of made sense that her body would be like depleted. In this book, literally there was a scene where they just did doggy style for like a little bit and he came and she came and then it was like, oh, <laughs> he had to carry her into the bedroom. She got all that kink. And I was like, they just, they just did doggy. Literally, okay. I wrote a question. I was like, have you wanted to ever pass out this much after sex? <laughs> Almost every scene, she was like, my legs couldn't hold me up anymore. 
From what? From what missionary? Literally. Like he swiped your clit real quick. Probably <laughs> you're you can't hold your body. <laughs> like that's I don't understand. This is this is what I'm saying, you guys. None of this made sense. It just yeah. didn't track. I think what really frustrated me about this book, um, in addition to the lack of sexiness, is it 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 there was a clear misunderstanding of what BDSM is. So it kind of reminded me of that New Girl episode when Schmidt gets into like a contractual sexual arrangement with his boss. Yeah. Do you remember oh this? Oh my god! And I love like, him. she it turns out she has no idea what she's doing, and they're both like awkwardly whipping each other, not quite <laughs> knowing like how this works, and she like doesn't know how to tie a rope and all that stuff. It's like the author has no idea what BDSM and what like dom sub um, practices look like. So basically, it's just normal, boring sex, but with like a really abusive undertone. So true. And that's what I think was so frustrating and like gross to me that like, even when they're going over the contract, I wrote like, he, she brings up some pretty, uh, solid concerns and the whole time he's just like, oh baby, don't worry about that. She's like, I'm worried. You said pain. There's going to be pain inflicted on me. And he's like, oh baby, don't worry. You know, I would never hurt you. Yeah. I, I like, want no, no, to no. take care of you. She's being pretty explicit that she's uncomfortable with pain, but it's like this narcissistic, like, I'm not actually going to take accountability for any of the things that you're worried about, but I'm just going to keep reassuring you and, and basically make you feel stupid for bringing up these concerns. Yeah. And then it even gets to the point that she says... Oh, so basically, he's like, you know, anytime you're uncomfortable, we're going to stop. But I'm going to ask you to not stop if you're just a little uncomfortable. <laughs> he and so she goes, oh, so you don't want me to cry wolf? And he's like, exactly. And she's like, that makes sense. <laughs> Where's the line? I'm like, oh my God. It's atrocious. So it's not like a, tr- I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I'm some expert on like dom sub or sexual contracts. No, but I think... Everyone has a baseline understanding enough that if they yeah. read this book, they would be in total agreement. Yes. And you're supposed to have a safe word. She even asks yes. about that. And he's like, just say no. <laughs> but don't use it too much. But don't use it. Exactly. <laughs> but unless you're extremely sure. Yeah. D- don't say it because I'll, yeah. I'll wonder what you're saying no to. Exactly. And, yeah. And that would be no fun for me. And then she's like, sounds good. <laughs> I literally, this is when she's describing reaching the contract. My note said, I'm lolling thinking about Amanda reading this because this is like so the opposite of what you're into. Yeah. She says, she frowned as she reached the last page. It was all very well and good to have her read the contract and arrive back on Monday with a decision, but the contract told her nothing other than the fact that she gave up all her rights and he took over every aspect of her life. There were no specifics. What did it all mean? What did he expect from her? Was he going to tie her to his desk and fuck her at 30-minute intervals? Mm -hmm. Did he want a blowjob while he was on a conference call? The only reference she discovered was a clause under the point referring to sex where it stated that such acts could and would involve bondage, restraint, and pain play at his discretion. She couldn't even wrap her brain around all that could entail. It all sounded very porny to her, and it was made sillier by the fact that she was an there was an actual contract where she signed away the rights to her own body. <laughs> That's so silly. Amanda, what so a silly. Didn't that really do it for you? Yeah, I was fully erect by the end of that paragraph. <laughs> so what was your least favorite sex scene? Every single scene. <laughs> Every single scene. Why don't I go first? Okay. Okay, because I really just need to get this out. Because I read this, I think, last night, and this was really the 
the catalyst for me being like, fuck this book. This is repulsive. I hate it here. Okay. That is literally the note that I wrote at the end of this. I hate it here. Okay. The first blowjob scene. The first blowjob scene is so... I found it disturbing. That, this is right after she she signs the contract. And then he it's has like her a, like strip in the office, right? So so they fuck in the office. She has to go with him to that party where he dances with some other <gasps> yes, girl. Yes. It's after they go clothing shopping for that party. So he just got her a new wardrobe. He takes her back to his apartment. Tells her immediately to um, get on her knees on his lambskin rug. And takes out his dick. And basically... To be vulgar, because it's this fucking book, face fucks her. Mm -hmm. And he even says at the end, in his kind of internal dialogue, um, I can't believe I did that. Um, I basically, these are the words of the book, I basically raped her mouth. I'm so horrified and I know I'll do it again. It was the description of this scene, of this blowjob, of him shoving his dick into her mouth. Her gagging and choking. And then at the end, she goes... And he kept saying that he, at the end, he jetted semen into her mouth for, like, decades. Like, Disgusting. ounces on ounces on ounces of okay. semen. And he, she goes... She swallowed and coughed and then swallowed again, her eyes watering. But she forced her gaze to him, wanting to see his satisfaction, his approval. The, the thought of being face fucked in that way that you didn't consent to. But at this point, this early on, you are so consumed with satisfying him and getting his approval. Just, I just picture her like having to swallow twice. You know what I mean? Like being so, her body's so overwhelmed. It's so fucking full of buckets of semen apparently. Yeah. And she's, dying on the floor, trying to get it all down and trying to look as cute and submissive as possible to make him happy. Yeah. I, there's something about, I, I hated it. I hated every second of it. I thought it was absolutely vile. What's interesting is, so I've actually read quite a few books that have had similar scenes, like Mm -hmm. even worse, like very, very abusive and much assault to the woman. Yeah. But for some reason, this book to me, I think one of the reasons I found it so disgusting and didn't work and I couldn't believe any of it is because in the other books I've read, there's actual character development and progression. Mm -hmm. Here, what makes no sense is Mia has no experience with any of this, but suddenly, no matter what he does to her, she likes it. No matter what. And that is just... Not true. It's just not true Mm -hmm. and it doesn't make any sense. Like, never had anal sex. Never has she been, you know, has mouth fucked, face Mm -hmm. fucked, like nothing. But all of this happens and she's just, she's like, oh, I'm I'm scared. I'm worried. Then it's happening. She's like, oh my God, I'm so into this. Yeah. That is not, it's just so not believable. Yeah. At least in these other books I've read, which... You would hate because that is not your style at all. Yeah, and I think yeah. for a lot of people, it's not their style. For me, it's at least believable because typically it's like they do have an issue with it. They work mm-hmm. on it together. There's like a lot of character development. And then as things progress, they feel differently. Yeah. And so at least feels believable. This mm-hmm. book, none of it felt believable. Also, yeah. And like, again, with like the little bit that I know about like the BDSM world, 
the relationship between the dom and the sub often is a very loving, nurturing, and compassionate relationship. And how you relay those things is through this very understood, very consensual dom-sub setup. Yeah. In this, he's doing shit to her and immediately recognizing that was non-consensual, that was rape, that was too aggressive, that was too much. Recognizing that he's being disgusting and abusive and then is like, yeah, but I'm going to do it again. And that's it. And there's no... There's no conversation, and she's just like, okay. Like, yeah, no, If and not only is she like, okay, yeah. Mia likes that, because in her mind, she's like, oh my god, he yes. can't control himself. He's that yes. into me. And isn't that, like, the core of a lot of abusive relationships, which is like, I'm hurting you because I love you so much. You're making me do this because I can't control my dick around you. Exactly. No, every time after he did something that was, quote, like, a little too rough, it was always like she could see the grief in his eyes and she knew she meant more to him than just this contract. Oh, God. It was... So gross. It was just... It was just gross. And yeah. the writing is so bad. Yeah, the writing is really bad. So all the sex scenes were my least favorite. Okay. So we kind of talked about this already, uh, but given that you enjoy more dominating, darker eroticas, why do you think this book was so unpalatable for you specifically? And why do you think this book might be palatable for some people? Okay. Here's, here's a scary admission. I think the reason this book would be palatable for some people versus me, it's actually, it's actually very tame compared to mm. some of the things I've read, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I have read some books that it's much, much darker, a lot more abuse, assault, straight out rape, like... The trigger warnings at the beginning of the book really, really need to be read and heeded because Mm -hmm. there are some major triggers in a lot of these books that I've read. So far for me, even if I haven't like felt sexually excited by scenes in the book, it hasn't bothered me so much. Yeah. You know, do I, do I need therapy to assess why? (laughs) Maybe. Have you gotten some jolts from reading the trigger warnings? Uh, I have. Uh, Amanda could tell you sometimes I screenshot the trigger warnings and send to her just to give her a little inside scoop as to what I'm about to delve into. I'm reading like the Summer I Turn Pretty trilogy and you're like, oh, I'm reading. <laughs> Not good Back- things. Backdoor Rape Brothers, yeah. number four. <laughs> so to be, yeah, to be honest, why would someone like this book when I didn't? It is actually very tame in compared to what I've written. Mm-hmm. But what's the main reason that it didn't work for me? It wasn't believable. There was no character development. The writing was atrocious. So even though I can agree with you about the disgustingness of some of the actual sex scenes, it didn't bother me like it Mm. bothers you. Mm -hmm. Like, I can understand why it's like gross and 100% assault that he is mouth fucking, face fucking her. Agreed. Mm -hmm. But it, it doesn't, like, emotionally hurt me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not like, oh, ew. I'm just like, ugh, this character. Lame. <laughs> I've read that exact same scene in another book and been into it. Even though it is still assault in even that book. Even if she's, like, hiccuping cum out her nose? Okay, Mia didn't hiccup cum out of her nose. Let's not dramatize She may this. not have said it explicitly, <laughs> but Mia, for sure, hiccuped cum out of her nose. No, I have Come to... Come at me. <laughs> I... This... The same scenario has happened in other books... Even worse, and I've been into it. Yeah. Ugh. 
I, it's not. It's not polite hey, to man. say. It's not polite to admit. But, but that's your that's your thing, right? But it's There's no true. judgment of it being your thing. It's just the way it was written. The way it was written to me, it yeah. just wasn't believable at all. I hated the characters. Didn't understand a thing about them. Didn't actually feel like there was any chemistry, and it just didn't make sense. Yeah. But if you are someone that is actually wanting to explore a little bit more of this darker side to sex, then maybe this would be the book for you to start with because there's way worse out there. Let me tell you. Yeah. I think part of it is like the books that you're reading own that that's the kind of kink, that's the kind of erotica they're going to be, right? They give you the trigger warning. This this didn't quite know what it was. Yeah. It didn't know if it was a romance. It didn't know. I mean, it was trying to be erotic, you know. No, it's true. I'm actually, so I I actually screenshotted the trigger warning of a book I'm reading today to Amanda, and mm. I just pulled it up. It says, this contains breeding, non-dub, insertion, inflation, medical kink, edging and withholding, and some light dick touching for our reader's <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> But, like, it goes into every little thing. Every time the authors are like, please do not proceed until you read this. If Mm. you want even more description, visit our website. Like, there is so much for you to understand before you get into these books. Yeah. And, of course, if it doesn't work for you, put it down at any time. But I completely agree with you. These authors don't mess around with what these books are. They know exactly. And they're warning you. Rush with Maya Banks. No, there's none of that. No. It's masquerading as something that it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't believable, and... It just feels dangerous to me to, like, portray this as, like, what a BDSM or what a dom-sub relationship should look like. And it's this idea of, like, if you endure enough abuse or discomfort or whatever, um, then sexual manipulation, then you'll get the guy. And that is... uh, That makes my stomach hurt. I am like silently slow clapping for Amanda because that's exactly, no, that's exactly what it is versus a book that tells you what's happening. It's people that are seeking out like very, very dark things for a purpose because that's Mm -hmm. what works for them. Yeah. And this is not that. And at the end, they get engaged and he rips up the contract and he's like, you know, this doesn't matter. Like, it's just us. What a man. I'm sorry. (laughs) So your whole relationship is this weird sub-dom contract, but now you're engaged in... You'll live as a, quote, normal couple? Yeah, like, no. It's too, it's too, I hate the marriage and baby trope. But I it's know. It's like, now everything's, we've we've achieved connection and intimacy, therefore now we have to be a couple. And, we've, and I've seen the worst of you and now we're engaged and I'll never see the worst of you again. <laughs> yeah, like it's not like you guys are going to have fights. It's not like you guys are going to have diarrhea in front of each other. It's not like you guys are going to, like, it's what you guys have been doing is not what a long-term relationship no. looks like. It's just, oh, terrible. It's gross. Okay, last question. Okay. If you entered a sex contract with Gabe, what would you agree to and what would you need to change before signing? <gasps> wow. Have you thought about this? A little bit. Okay. Can you go first? Yeah, I can go first. Okay. Okay. The first part is I need a clearer job description for the actual (laughs) office job because I don't know Excel and I don't know if that's going to be expected of me. Like what was the whole time I just kept picturing, what are those like little play versions of things for kids? Yeah. I just picked like, what's that company? It's like play, playhouse, playmate, play, whatever. 
Anyway, I just picture her desk being this like little kid's desk in the corner. You <laughs> she know? has a fake computer. <laughs> <laughs> Where she actually she just, just scribbles. <laughs> she's like crayons and some paper and she just, yeah, yeah. She just doodles until he calls her over. Yeah. Like there was no, like what, what is her job? Assistant, quote unquote. I, Literally I the one means. thing he, the one thing he had her do was he gave her some pieces of paper with people's information and he said to <laughs> memorize it so that when they went to a party, she would know details about those people. Yeah. And she crushed it. She really, ugh, it was like an AP history class. Yeah. <laughs> crushed. <laughs> She knew every single one of those She kids knew his name, name was Mitch. <laughs> she sure did. And that his daughter went to Harvard. <laughs> She's a genius, that one. Glad she left her three hours a week at the bakery. <laughs> Grad degree used. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I would definitely need a clear job description. Okay. There was a rule that she wasn't allowed to wear underwear. I was just going to say, wait, that was the rule. That yeah. wouldn't work for me. I would need underpants. I, I need some undies. Yeah, because... She's wearing short skirts. You just, you never know. You know, it's like, you got to keep your pH balance in check. <laughs> I know you got to like air it out, but you don't want to be vag out in, no. your, in your office. Especially if he's... Listen, she's hairless. You're, she's going to get bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah, every guess... woman knows that pubic hair is protective. Yeah. Not that most people have pubic hair anymore. You know, they wax, they shave, they laser, whatever. Yeah. But panties provide a protective layer to bacteria. Oh, protective panties. Protective panties. Yeah. What about when she's on her period? <laughs> you just have a tampon string <laughs> fucking free-balling on the chair? This is insanity. It's insanity. Clearly, like, he has no idea. I'm like, just be like the boss from Beautiful Bastard who, like, rips off her underpants all the Way time. Way sexier. And then takes her and goes shopping for also, them. Also, we all it's know great. that when you start something, you want it over the panties. Like, yes. come on. Yeah. He knows nothing about female pleasure. No, obvious, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. And, and frankly, not to be too blue, but if he is ejaculating 10 ounces of semen every time he goes, like, that's, she's going to be le- like a slug. Like, oh. leave it a tr- <laughs> Honestly. Leave a trail around the I am nauseated. I am nauseated. He is vile. And then that brings me to my next rule, <laughs> which is, <laughs> oh, no. I can't even read it. Say it. I will only ingest a certain number of ounces of semen <laughs> at a time. <laughs> Did he ask her to ingest all of his semen? I think it he, was implied. It was implied. That she would just take it. And if you have to swallow twice, <laughs> that is too much semen. Maybe she has a small mouth. <laughs> So it because should be let's turn this back on to Mia. The, to the mouth size. <laughs> yeah, it's not his fault that she has such a tiny, oh, tiny little Yeah, mouth. Mia, get it together. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, my rule would be I'm not swallowing any of that. <laughs> How about that, Gabe? How about that? I don't think Gabe would go for that. Um, no, the main thing I would need to change about this contract in addition to wearing undies is what am I getting paid? Seriously, apparently it's a lot, but no, I need an actual in number. New York? Yeah, I need an actual numerical value. Yeah, to what I'm getting paid, mm-hmm. how many hours I have to be there. Mm, that's pretty good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it at one point. It just made me laugh, and I wrote a little note that said like, "Oh, typical Gen X work ethic." She like went in for her first day, quote unquote, which was like she filled out some paperwork. 
I think he ate her out on the desk. Oh, then he, she had a physical. And then she had a physical. And then she was like, I was so exhausted. I'm so glad he gave me the next day off to rest. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is longer than your three-hour weekly shift at the at patisserie. The <laughs> but Jesus, man, you went to work for one day. And not even. Not even. You went. To, you had a doctor's appointment. You had an orgasm and a doctor's <laughs> appointment, and you were done. And filled out, like, a W-2 form. <laughs> Did she, though? I don't think he, I don't think he wanted no. all that paperwork. <laughs> This is probably a little under the table. Exactly. Actually. Oh so my god, this book was so bad. Ugh. I'm so sorry that we told you all to read it. Yeah. Um, we manifested it by Amanda saying, "Let's read a bad book," and me <laughs> saying, "No." But I mean, this is a New York Times best-selling author. She's written so many books. Yeah. We thought this would be like black and white of course yeah. it's gonna be a great easy like sexy romance uh-huh. and i we were so wrong and we have like a pretty high tolerance and again now i'm like now like the guilt is coming back again maya banks is like a super prolific writer like clearly she has an audience she is doing something right she was recommended to us by one of our listeners yeah but yeah just it didn't hit no and if it you like hit. listen again this is not there's no kink shaming here it's just Unless this book is your kink, in which case. Yeah, if this writing style is your kink, <laughs> then I am judging You're you. fucked up. <laughs> but otherwise, our issues really, if we're summing it down, our issues are that the actual like grammar and writing, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. The character development, there was none. And to be going into darker stuff like the author did, there needs to be trigger warnings shown. You need yeah. to know what you're getting into because this could really really harm someone's psyche if they're not prepared for it. Yeah, yeah. And that's what our issues boil down to. So my rating is, I mean, literally zero. I feel like we can't even rate it. I, I can't rate it. It was so bad. Yeah. Um, if you haven't read the book, don't read the book. Yeah, save the $8. Oh my God, we, we paid. We fucking paid for this? Yeah. I'm, I'm devastated. Okay, we need to set up like a Venmo or a Patreon. Honestly, I cannot Please believe we spent $8. Donate to our Maya Banks fund. That's the worst $8 I've ever spent in my life. Yeah. Really no, I can't even rate this book. It was so bad. Um, yeah. And I wish I could even like, you know, usually we rate the book overall and rate the sex scenes. But again, the sex scenes relate to the characters. And because there was no feeling there, I can't, the sex mm-hmm. scenes were terrible. They were just terrible. It really speaks to what we talked about in like our second episode about the difference between porn and erotica and romance. Mm. It, this just showed like how important the connection is. Yeah. And there was no slow burn. There was no, I mean, it was truly within chapter two. He's rubbing yeah. his erections on her. No. And again, that's the only thing that, <laughs> the only positive is I'm like, oh, yeah, my brain isn't broken. My, my <laughs> husband is not worried, but I even went to him and I was like, just in case you were worried. <laughs> this book did nothing for me. And it was yeah. because there was no substance to the characters. There yeah. was no connection. He was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, the only reason you should be worried is probably because you got so dry. It was like sandpaper down there. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm going to make it like sandpaper. And if you have not seen that video. I haven't seen that video. <gasps> what? What are you even talking about? Oh my God. The redhead from SNL who does... Um, Schmidt, oh, Kelly Schmidt, and she's like, it's like a... Oh, Kimmy Schmidt? Kimmy Schmidt, thank you, remember? And she has, it's like this, like, fake satire video where 
she's like pretending to give a blowjob and he's like yeah that's it and she's like mm, I'm gonna make it like sandpaper and he's like uh, no 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 she's like oh yeah dry sandpaper like trying to turn him on he's like no 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 please don't oh man I thought I was being creative but no. I guess I'm I thought you were and I thought you were quoting her <laughs> we'll edit this to make it sound like really good and yeah like we're really smart yeah so what are we reading next week Next week, we are reading It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey. This was my gateway book. <gasps> it was. Into erotica, yeah. Which means I must have read it years ago when you told me to read it. I... Yeah, this was your gateway because oh, great. it's Tessa Bailey and she led you to like protecting what's his and that's when you got really That's excited. when I got really into it. Yeah. Oh, great. So we have everything oh, to, great. to um, thank Tessa Bailey for. Thank you, Tessa Bailey. I'm Thank excited. You, Tessa to, Bailey. I'm excited to reread it. It happened one summer. Yeah. Please find us on Instagram at erotically neurotic podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. I know. We'll Guys, once again, our Instagram is erotically neurotic podcast. Yes. And email us at erotically neurotic podcast at gmail.com. Also, we should be saying to leave us five stars. Oh, on yeah. Spotify, if you if you want to leave us less than five stars, just don't leave anything. Yeah. Um. Only leave us five stars. <laughs> five stars or just like don't review us at all. Yeah. Please, please. <laughs> also, we are loving feedback we're getting. Mm-hmm. Comment on our Instagram. Make us seem relevant, you know? <laughs> don't just text us. Comment. Yeah. Message us. Do mm-hmm. your thing. Yeah. And thank we, you for listening. Thank you for listening. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Love you. Love you. Thank you for being a part of our Erotically Neurotic community. Don't forget to email your book recommendations, book club questions, and or any erotic stories, embarrassing moments, or sexual triumphs you want to share. Email us at eroticallyneuroticpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at eroticallyneuroticpodcast. Hi there, Amanda here. I think it's worth noting that any and all thoughts shared in these episodes are a reflection of my own personal and constantly evolving opinions, and not that of my profession or licensing board. While I am a therapist, I am not your therapist. Therefore, nothing I say in this podcast should be taken as therapy advice or guidance. Thank you so much for being a part of our sexy book club, and tune in next week for our next episode.